Hey there and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, your host, and I'm so grateful that you are tuning in and that you are here. I am very passionate for each woman to have an anchor. Did you know that that is even a possibility? Girl, scooch in. Listen to this one more time. You have an anchor. We are never, ever, ever without hope. What joy and peace we can therefore go into any battle into any season, knowing that there is guaranteed victory in Christ on the other side. So this podcast is built to encourage you and to equip you with reading God's word as we do life going in millions of different directions, wearing so many different hats, but with an anchor together. Thanks so much for listening. Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon. Thanks for joining the podcast and and being here. I'm so thankful. Y'all, we just finished Easter. My goodness, I don't know how it's already week two of the month, but Easter has been just monumental for me. And I know I say this every single year, but but seriously, it's like same on repeat, but a new application. And that's that's really why this word, I mean, this word is living, it's breathing, it's active, and our relationship with God allows us to have the exact same experience, but with a new experience, if that makes sense. And for me, I even posted this on um, Instagram, if you're following at Courageous Radiance, just that everything hinges on that tomb being empty. I mean, can you imagine walking through the different trials that you've walked through or or even just the great mountain tops of life that you that you have um without a hope for something more than that mountaintop, right? Um how do you stay in the pit knowing that Jesus that Jesus didn't get up and, and raise from the dead? So that tomb being empty is literally the the hinging piece, the Super Bowl piece of our faith. And and it's just been, and I really did pull away um, weeks leading up even to Easter. So this has just been something that um, God is truly impressing on my heart um, with Jesus being this hinge. He is the hinge of our hope. He's the hinge of our faith. Jesus is everything. I want to read in chapter, um, in, in, in the book Hebrews chapter 12, um, in verse two, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, keeping your eyes on Jesus. And the verse, the verse before, um, verse one, it talks about we're going to run this race with endurance. Like we're not going to grow weary in our race. So week two on the podcast is about cultivating courageous marriages. And this is, you know, still just this whole month talking about thriving in the thorns, restoring hope and faith for women. This is a 40-day devotional. Um, head to the blog, courageousradiance.com forward slash thriving in the thorns. You can get some information about our group that's coming up um, to work through this devotional, how to buy it, and then work um, work with the group through it. It would just be just such a blessing to have you um, join this this time together of us walking through our seasonal wildernesses, whether that's a current season, a prior season that um, God wants to unpack that that, you know, maybe there's still some 
something that he wants to deal with from from that from hurt and pain and 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 issues or or a season that you may walk into in the future. Um so head to the blog courageousradiance.com but this call to endurance in our marriages is really what I wanted to talk about just briefly um using that scripture as a reference. And there's really and when you think about context, contextual reading of the Bible, there's really no no way to completely study um chapter 12 at the beginning without going backwards to well what is faith and 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 who are these people this cloud of witnesses as chapter 12 verse 1 talks about like who are these people it even starts off with saying therefore what's well, like well therefore what we'll go back to chapter 11 and and i counted over 20 times that chapter 11 it's mentioned by faith or in faith and themes are are big. I know I say this, but by faith, in faith, there's a definition of faith. And y'all, by faith, we can endure our race. And at the end of chapter 11, it talks about, you know, those who did run their race with endurance and, and uprightness of God, but they didn't get the reward. They didn't get to see the fruition of what they were praying for, hoping for, their desires, the desires of their heart, right? And and it's not that God doesn't care about these desires. It's not that God is like, you know, just, you know, um, unfeeling with, with what we're going through. But there is a greater missional cause. There's a greater story that these unfulfilled earthly promises fit into this bigger picture of what is to eternally come. So in the context of marriage, I just wonder if you've explored the the idea of your personal race. So we're in where it's this oneness, this picture of oneness with our spouse and God's but when you think about it's just going to be you at the foot of the cross um, or at the feet of, you know, God at the end of your life, at the end of your life, it's you and him, not you, him and your spouse. It's you and him. And when he asks you, when you're revisiting this idea of what did you endure? What did you did you run this race? Did you stay on the journey of this race for the cause, for the mission, for the purpose. And Francis and Lisa Chan years ago, like maybe seven, eight years ago, they talked um, at this conference and they gave this visual, this visual picture of these two couples who went into the water with their scuba tanks. And this one couple was ready, y'all. They were like, you know, I'm sure they even had the the slick suit and all of that. I mean, that's not what they said, but I can visualize them ready. They each had their own individual tanks and mouthpiece. This other couple just kind of like, you know, well, we'll be all right. Just, we'll just show up. We'll be there. We, we good. We going to make it work with this one tank. This is all we got. So then this other couple jumps in with this one tank and they're having to share 
their their air supply underwater with one tank and one mouthpiece. So just imagine the side eye, right? Of like trying to swim along and then you like, oh, I need to breathe, I need to breathe. And you're like ripping it off your spouse. Y'all over there arguing underneath water. And then this other couple's like just swimming. Like they over here chilling, looking at, I don't even know, do turtles go down that, that low? Turtles, snails, fish, octopuses, whatever it is, like they're able to enjoy the mission of being underwater because they each have their source. They each have their anchoring and their hope that's that's rooted. It's not conditional. It's not based on, well, this person, right? I mean, how often, you know, me with two hands up. I mean, it's like, Eddie cannot, this cannot hinge on my husband. Like he has a big part. He is my covering, but there's a greater covering even above him when I'm thinking of Ephesians 5 and uh, verse 20. And it talks about, um, or verse 21, excuse me. And it talks about this this greater covering that both husband and wife are subject to, and it's Jesus Christ. And then verse 22, you know, that's when it's wives submit to your husbands. But dialing back one verse, it talks about that each husband and wife are mutually submitted to Christ. So if I have, if I have an empty cup for whatever reason, you know, the stresses of life, busyness with kids, work is busy, financial stress and woes. Maybe you have a very difficult spouse and you're questioning, well, why did I even get married to this person? Why didn't I listen to my friends, my parents? Why not listen? Why? I mean, you can sit here and replay, you know, all day, every day. But this is who you're married to. And this is this is the choice that you've made. And now this is going to be the red carpet to allow the gospel to truly have its display in and through your own personal sacrifice, your own personal suffering of what has to be of, of your own endurance race in this marriage, trusting that God can use any and all things for his glory and, and and for his purpose. So I would ask that you first consider, you know, my husband and I talked about this on the podcast before. Do you have a mission? And this is really hard to do, I guess, if you don't have a, a spouse on board to even collectively come up with this mission. But I would say, you know, do you have a mission for your marriage? Because Even if you guys are like blissful undersea, like, you know, looking at all the great and amazing thing with your slick suits. I mean, but what is it all for? What's the fruit that's going to bear from from your from your marriage? What's the mission, the purpose of your marriage? Who benefits of that and not just in your house? Does the is is the kingdom of heaven who is better because of your marriage? That is a question that truly, truly begs an answer um, for for you and God. And then also the second thing is, what is your hope for your spouse? And this is something to really, I think, regularly think of just on a on a you know daily, weekly, monthly basis between you and God. Of course, just that this is you and God. Of God, like what what demands have I? 
subconsciously put on to my husband that really belong with you? God, where am I not pushing in because of disappointment, unmet expectations, etc. Where where have this where has something gone wrong because I misplaced that with him versus with you? So the first thing is to really assess the mission. What is the mission? The second thing is to really assess the anchor, the the substance that's truly holding you guys together, the substance that's really supposed to fill the marriage. And it cannot be each other. Because again, otherwise you're going to look like the couple that's trying to share this one tank and somebody's going to die. Like somebody's going to burn out, right? And and honestly, probably both of you over time, it's not sustainable to to expect, you know, I think about the statement of, you know, we, we set up our spouses for failure. Well, you kind of setting up both of you, you know, like I think about myself, I'm not only setting up Eddie for failure, I'm setting up my own self for failure to be disappointed to, to, and then to, to begin to drift in my own faith. Whereas I'm reading about this cloud of witnesses of individuals who walk through far greater trials and situations than me, some of these people, right? Or even if it's in on, on an equal playing field, they still walk through and have earned the righteousness of God because they did so by faith. Again, we read that it was over 20 times that this was mentioned in faith, by faith. And verse um, 39 says, all these were approved through their faith, but they did not receive what was promised. I mean, how I, I don't know, like, like if you're just like super spiritual, but like, I'm not over here praying like, yeah, I just really hope that I get, you know, that these desires are like not met. Like, no, like I want these desires for my husband to meet and fulfill them. But there has to be, a, but there can be, it begs for room to die to myself and my desires, nothing wrong with my desires, nothing wrong with me expressing those desires, and certainly nothing wrong with me asking God for these desires to to be fulfilled. Everything wrong when those desires become and start demanding um, a performance will for my husband to 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 reenact and and to try to you know pull out his magic hat of tricks to try to create something that only God can do for me right and these people you know i mean i mean these are some of the like abraham is mentioned noah i mean it is like to me and this is me personally again i'm not going to be super spiritual to, to like hope and pray for something and work every single day for something and to not see the fruition of it. I don't know how you can do that without becoming weary, right? Or without beginning to drift unless, unless by faith, in faith, you don't have to physically see it, smell it, touch it, taste it, right? There's no tangible necessity because by faith, you know that there is in this etern- eternal realm, this, this heavenly realm that mountains are moving. 
in that one day, one day, you're by faith, one day. And, and even if you don't see it, right, you are by faith going to trust that God is going to work it together. And even if it's not for the good of, of your marriage, whose marriage is going to be blessed in and through. So my husband and I, we decided very early on that we're we're going to um, remove this generational divorce that you know our both of our parents are are divorced, and even when I'm thinking about um, you know aunts and uncles and both sides, so I I feel like, and even when I'm thinking of um, friends that we're around, I mean. I feel like divorce was more of the norm than it was marriage. And that made and normalized divorce for us. So we decided very early on that we're going to endure through this. And we really truly, in 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 all honesty, believe, I mean, you know, this is almost 16 years ago, but I believe that we didn't just, you know, flippantly were like, oh, we're going to just make it through. I feel like we really, truly desired and believed that. Unfortunately, we weren't equipped to do that, though. And unfortunately, turns of events and challenges in life and bad decisions and sin and everything else started to complicate, right? And even with our best, our best picture, so with marriage, you have a common enemy. You guys individually have this enemy, you know, Satan. But in the context of marriage, now you have this enemy who is going to now collectively work or he's working to co- to break up the collective oneness that you guys are trying to mirror for God in and through your marriage. So, and if I'm looking at the themes of scripture, you know, unfortunately, marriage is not mentioned nearly as much as suffering, um, walking in faith, trusting in the Lord, joy and peace in spite of your circumstances. I mean, I'm sure if you weighed them, right, if you had marriage on one side of the banana scale and then on the other side you had faith and suffering and enduring I mean, it is going to be a gross difference. So if I'm thinking of themes, then that same theme needs to spill into my marriage. And that theme will then therefore impact my mission. It impacts what our mission is. It will also impact our hope and what we can endure through. So friends, I want to really encourage you to... Trust the Lord in a way with your pain, with your failed expectations, with discouragement, with any hopelessness, with any struggles and trials that you have, um, even with a difficult spouse. I don't know what you're going through, but but the hope and the encouragement is you serve a God who does. And remember, the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. Everything hinges on that. 
everything. Your marriage hinges on that. Your hope hinges on that. Your joy hinges on that. You are without lack because the tomb is empty. And even just quickly turning to, um, I actually just want to quickly turn to John um, 16. I know I, I talk about John 16, 33 a lot, that Jesus already set us up to know that there is going to be trials and struggles in this life. But um, in verse 22, so you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice and no one will take away your joy from you. No one, no spouse, no situation, no trial, no circumstance, no pain, no discouragement, no evil, nothing. It says no one. These are the words of Jesus. No one will take away your joy. Your joy is anchored and rooted in Jesus Christ. Y'all, that like changes everything. The tomb is empty. So in any discouragement and even on the other side, if your marriage is like gelling, you are just doing so amazing. I would still challenge you to remember the mission And then still challenge you to remember where your real hope is. The hope is not just for y'all to just continue to be the best Scrabble partners and have this great and amazing earthly marriage. Is it going to bear fruit? Is it being faithfully obedient to what God is calling you to do with and through your marriage? Your marriage cannot just be for you and for your four walls and for your kids and your dog and dogs and cats. I mean, that's great. That sounds great. It looks great on paper. But who and what else is your marriage? Is your suffering? Is your sacrifice? Is your joy? Is all of that going to be for? So um, I really pray that this, my, my prayer for the second week is that, we're challenged to cultivate these courageous marriages. So courageous means doing some hard things for the life that we're running after in pursuit of Jesus Christ. So I pray that this was edifying and um, encouraging to you. I do want to seal this in prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for um, our marriages, God. Thank you so much for um, allowing us Um, the opportunity to be wives. Help us to steward that, Father God, in faithful obedience to you. God, I just lift up my sisters in Christ and I pray, God, that they trust you, that they um, ground and anchor their hope in you, Jesus, that they remember that you're the source of their joy and all that their um, marriage is, is for is for your glory and for the kingdom of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. You can head to the blog, CourageousRadiance.com, as well as on Instagram at CourageousRadiance. Girl, get an anchor, and I pray that you remain in Jesus Christ this week ahead.